Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hello, everybody. We're back. We are back. And this is episode 68, guys. Oh, like, Lord. We are getting up there. You know what that means, Rose? You know what episode is next? 69. God damn, something <laughs> I ain't done in a long time. Oh, my <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Daniel, Just kidding. I think you've become... This This, uh, this episode is obviously not uh, PG friendly, apparently. <laughs> oh, God. You're letting loose on this podcast. A little beca- too loose. <laughs> oh, God. I think... Yes, definitely a little too loose. Uh, great way to kick off this uh, podcast, guys. My goodness. Um, has anyone has anyone slid into your DMs after our conversations? <laughs> shall, I, shall I show you who slid? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, it doesn't help that our audience is predominantly female, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, but apparently a lot of people think I have a crush on you, so that's funny. Oh my God. Like, what is about this? What? Okay. I'm well, sure. Apparently that, like, no one, th- no one thinks that Daniel has a crush on me. So that's a great sign. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like literally all the Everyone's comments like, are like, yeah, they're like, she needs to get over him. Like she just needs to like, <laughs> does she not realize? Oh my God. Is there, Look at is her she flirting. Okay? She's in love with him. She's <laughs> so Rose. I didn't realize you gave me that. You know, you, you, you know, Daniel, gave I'm off sorry. I'll be, I'll be in love with yous. I'm you a, I'm so- a, a fag hag apparently. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Am I canceled? No, I don't know if that's canceled. I think, I think it the, sounds like, very offensive. Isn't yeah. "fag" a very offensive term? Yeah, it is. "Fag" is not. Isn't like a that nice term. word canceled? I don't know. I think I think it is. And and the whole idea of like what a fag hag represents and stuff. I feel like it's not. All of it doesn't isn't like that nice. It's just like so many things. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, it, but it's a funny, yeah. it's a funny thing. It's yeah. a funny little saying. We're, we're saying it as in a joking matter. I remember we talked about this the other day with uh, Taylor, the Taylor Swift situation and the stories. You know how we're getting this like hypersensitive culture mm. and like, you know, where, where do we draw the line? So we're saying that we're saying that as, um, as something to be fun, like uh, a joke in a joke. Jokes matter. are not allowed, Daniel. Jokes oh, are not damn. allowed in 2021. Didn't you know that? Damn. This is the year, the year of the non-jokes, you know, my goodness. <laughs> but actually, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy if you watch like old um, sitcoms or old movies, like not even that old, but like ones that we enjoyed as teenagers. Oh, yeah. And you see some of the comedy and you're like, holy, you're like, like, for example, mm-hmm, like there ahead. was, um, I was watching Rush Hour like two days ago, which is like quite old. I think it's like yeah. before 2000. Yeah. Um. Which, oh my God, that, that would have been, how many years ago, Daniel? Is that 20 years ago? 21 years ago, Rose, if it's before 2000. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I think it was in the late 90s, maybe, Ooh. Rush Hour 1. Yeah. Anyways, I was kind of like half watching it, but there's like a scene where like Jackie Chan, he's like, you know, he's new to the States and they go into this like predominantly black bar with mm-hmm. uh, Chris Tucker. You've seen Rush Hour, right? <laughs> yeah, like years ago. Though. And then, and then there's like a scene where like Jackie Chan like just goes to the bartender and I guess he's just 
you know, imitating Chris Tucker Mm -hmm. and he says the N word to the bartender and he says it like, you know, full on. And I'm like, damn, that would not be allowed in today's day and age. (laughs) You'd be canceled for that shit. Even if you said it as a joke. (laughs) That's so true. It's kind of crazy. I do find like, if I recall correctly, that rush hour film, like Uh Jackie, Jackie Chan in particular, during that era, like the, you know, Jackie Chan heydays, I guess he was also so typecast. Like oh, all Asians. I think most Asians are typecast. Yeah. In, in yeah. Hollywood, they all do either the, what are the roles of Asians? Okay. Martial art. Yeah. It's always, always like, the, you know, the martial arts specialist. Yeah. It always has to be the martial art or like, I don't know what else the friend. The, 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 the nerdy friend? The, <laughs> the nerdy, yeah, the nerdy friend or the friend who has like a bunch of like gadgets, like really cool gadgets and stuff. So I what? remember there there was like a really old film that I used to love. Um, it's like a kid's film called The Goonies. If anyone's okay. seen it, let me know. Like it's so good. Um, And I, oh my God, I can't remember. There was like a little Chinese boy in it and I can't remember what his name was in the film. So, uh-huh. but he like had all the like gadgets. He had like all these like crazy gadgets that would always be like popping up and like, you know. Right. So I feel like that was like a typecast. And also really? an, another typecast is like the innocent kind of like um, princess you know, like Asian princess kind of thing. What movies would that be, Daniel? <laughs> I don't so, remember seeing lots of movies pr- with innocent Asian princesses. <laughs> I'm sure there has been, or like the innocent Asian girl. You know what I mean? Like the like. Name I'm trying some to think. movies. Oh, way to put me on the spot, Rose. Well, Let me you think. said there was a typecast. I don't True. know if there's. I've ever seen. Like, first of all, there just aren't many Asians in Hollywood, in Hollywood. media in general. So, I think the only Asians I've seen like you know, in Hollywood media is yeah. Like majorly martial arts, like that or like really nerdy people. Mm. But I've never, I don't know what this princess role is that you're speaking of. I was thinking of like, I was thinking of like memoirs of a geisha kind of vibe. That's geisha. That's true. There was Asia. (laughs) I know that's true. Okay. never mind, guys. There was another one. I swear to God, I'm not making this shit up. Okay. Uh, Like, I love calling Daniel out. It was typecast in my mind. Um, oh, maybe that was your stereotype of Asian women, Daniel. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's always that. No, the Asians were always um, and still are always mm. the kind of the side, the friend, you know, yeah. the friend that shows up some, sometimes. <laughs> you know? I know it's, before. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's like crazy, like very rarely. I'm like, it, I, I think there's like, there are starting to be some films like that are yeah. getting like a bit more, but like, it's very, you're right. It's very rare that like the, like the Asian woman or man will be like the main love interest or like the main, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that doesn't seem to happen. Unless they do like martial arts. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're like a martial arts specialist. <laughs> or they're a geisha. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. or it's like predominantly Asian cast. Yeah. Unless you're in like crazy rich Asians. Otherwise yeah. you're just going to be the best friend. Exactly. <laughs> no other you're roles not... are available for you. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to be the love interest. You're not going to be the, uh-huh. you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's bad. Yeah. And it's still, it's still kind of like that. Like I can't think of movies where it's not like a traditional, like it's, it has to be like a traditional Asian role. Yeah. Otherwise there's no movies where, yeah. Asian person is the lead person. Mm-hmm. The only thing like I can a, think of is like Charlie's Angels, where like Lucy Liu was one of the lead, yeah. but she was just one of three, right? She wasn't like exactly. the lead lead. Exactly. But when you think of like <clears throat> any like rom coms and stuff, like majority, yeah. I can't think of any. I know there's like one 
um, recent one, and it's really cheesy on Netflix. Have you seen um, P.S. to All the Boys I Love Love or something? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So um, I saw a- the first one of that series, yeah. I think. Yeah, she's Asian. Yeah, yes. she's Asian. So that's like an example. Yes. But again, like, you know, the Hollywood like blockbusters and stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. We ha- we, I think we still have yet to see. And, you know, you guys honestly correct us if we're wrong in the comment section, yeah. if you know of any movies, but like, you know, think of like classics, like the notebook, Titanic, any of these right. kind of like this kind of like level of films. We uh-huh. just haven't seen that like depiction really. But you know, it's really interesting now because now I feel like there's this kind of, especially starting 2020, I think it was like when things got kicked off with like people being really into diversity, casting, diversity, just the, the term diversity was like very much, very heavily used. Yeah. It became a buzzword. And now I feel like now we're in this weird space where I think a lot of companies, not just with media, but like a lot of companies are now just like hiring, you know, minorities just for, you know, those little checks and balances, you know? Yeah, for the little tick in the box. Because people, like, will call them out if they don't, which is another thing, I don't know. I don't know how much I agree with yeah. calling out companies. I don't know. There's so much that goes into casting or yeah. um, also to, like, hiring people for, like, actual just roles. Yeah. Um, I do think Hollywood, there's definitely, like, a white, um, what do you call it? A white dominant kind of nature oh, of to Hollywood for sure. It's been like it's been like that for a very long time. Exactly. And it's it's yeah. only kind of changed slightly in the last few years, but mm-hmm. when it comes to like corporate, you know, corporations, I've yeah. seen people like calling out certain companies being like, "You don't hire enough like, you know, people of color." And I'm like, ah, "We don't know the full situation." <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like I, I, what if I they're do, headquartered I, in, you know, middle of Mississippi? Actually, Mississippi would have you know, lots of uh, black people, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, think South, so. Southern. I, you're right. I think it's it's situational, yeah. but I do feel this is where it gets hard because yes. it's hard for you to just say, "Oh, they're not hiring enough. They're not being a diverse uh, employer." So I think yes. it's like two two sides of the coin. But then again, we don't know who's applying for the roles. First of all, right? Yeah, so there could exactly. be the, there could be, and I'm again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I I don't I don't disagree that there is some discrimination that goes on in the workplace against race, a hundred percent. So don't take like and there's some like what they call um implicit bias bias. yes or something unconscious bias yeah sure so i do get that but i also don't fully i don't think it's a hundred percent of the the case i think also some of the time it's you know who's applying for the roles everything else i also don't agree with giving somebody a role yes just based on you know external factors because like, I know the it the makes day, me cringe that makes yeah. me cringe because if it's like you're just doing it for tick box like I mean obviously in an ideal world like in an ideal world there'd be no unconscious bias there'd be no racism yeah. and you would hire the best person for the job regardless of sexuality regardless of gender regardless mm-hmm. of ethnicity like those things wouldn't even come into factor it would just be who's the best person for the job right now that's obviously the like the um ultimate goal or the ultimate like uh that's the fantasy thing. world that we're exactly, tr- we're, exactly. We're, we want to be in, but we are definitely no. not there. <laughs> exactly. So unfortunately I feel like they, the reason that they have to put these like almost like quotas in and stuff like that is because yes. if they didn't, even if it would they be all people, white men, exactly. If they had people <laughs> yes. of color applying and it's not just like, it is kind of crazy because like it, it, it's also industry specific as well. Like certain industries are worse than others mm-hmm. because like, for example, I worked in finance in the UK and let me tell you, it was an old boys club. 
It was right. crazy to me. And I also worked at another company that was like more like um, project management and construction. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had like, uh, it was the cra- one of the crazy, not craziest, but like I went to one of these conferences where we had all of our senior leaders there, right? And I'm not kidding you. There were 70 people there because it was like a really big company and like all over the country and everything. Sure. 70 people there. And there was three women. Mm. I was like, but this also, is... Cr- I mean, it's a bit crazy, but also yeah. we also have to take into consideration what are the kind of roles that women also apply for? You know, I mean, I, I don't know if I told you people this on this podcast, but when I first went into university, I actually was in nursing for the first semester. And then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. can't do this. Can't do yeah. this. Um, full respect for nurses. I don't know how mm-hmm. you guys do your job. Like, it's amazing. But anyways, oh my God, yeah. so I was in nursing and there were like four men or four boys, yeah. I guess, in, in the entire faculty. Yeah. And it was like all women. So that's another thing to kind of, I mean, again, we could go deep into why that is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of both um, biological reasons as well as, you know, societal reasons that oh, women more likely choose a nursing job, whatever it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we also have to take that into consideration. Like we can't mm. just be like, oh, you know, it's all men at this finance event. Therefore, mm. Finance is a sexist industry. You know what? Yeah, 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 exactly. So there's so many other factors that I think Mm -hmm. so many people just ignore and they just immediately think, oh, it's people are just sexist against women and women aren't able to have these. No, that's not the case necessarily. And it's funny, like you bring up nursing. I think that's a really good example of some of like, you know, societal biases as well Mm -hmm. or societal views. And there's a, there's a really good film that I used to love when I was younger called meet the parents or something. I think it's called meet the parents. Meet the parents. Is that the one with, um, (laughs) the Fockers? Yes. The Fockers. Right. (laughs) And the son. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. The guy that she was marrying, basically he He happened to be, he was a nurse yeah and I I remember he told the family and her family was like very like again they were like yeah they were like oh so you're not a they thought he was a doctor or something they're like you're not a doctor you're a nurse right like you're you're a male nurse and like that was that wasn't even that long ago like there's this like stigma that if you're a male nurse you're weak you're weak you're not masculine you're all of these things like so I I can see there's probably you're like you said there's probably there might be biological reasons but also societal reasons because there could be guys that exactly legitimately want to become nurses but are like you know oh I don't want people to question my you know what xyz or whatever it may be yeah um to go into nursing so even though nursing is a very like you know it's a good career like it's a very good career Mm. it's very difficult there's a lot of work involved so Yeah. yeah there is definitely a huge stigma and I think it's it's, it's because, again, we live in this world where it's like male dominant and we think of female jobs as below because we think of male yeah. jobs as above or what is traditionally female or male jobs. Mm. So if a man is like, you know, if, if a woman is like a high power lawyer or something, then it's kind of yeah. now we're kind of seeing that as like, a oh, like that's a strong woman, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then when a man is a nurse, it's like, oh, you're just a nurse. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just, it's messed up. It's messed up Mm -hmm. in so many ways. But anyways. Mm -hmm. It's like the way our our society, I don't know, it's just the way, it's way it's been built up to to this like, to the point of where we are like yeah it, it, it's like the whole like the like you said like if a woman becomes like a high-powered lawyer for example you know like she becomes really you know high up there or wh- whatever you know quite senior role somewhere you know a lot of the time you know instead of getting she might get congratulated a bit 
But a lot of the time, a lot of people will think about, oh, well, you know, think of all the sacrifices she's had to make as a, you know, if she wanted to be a mother or any of these other things. Yeah. But on the flip side, if a guy was to do be in the same position, nobody ever thinks about that stuff. Yeah. You know, very rarely would they say, oh, who's taking care of her kids? Nobody asks that about the guy. Exactly. They just assume. It's the wife. Exactly. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. like literally it's so stupid. Like it's Mm. so like we're in the 21st century now, people. Like I just, ah, ah. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's still it's still there for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's weird. A hundred, hundred percent. So, but I, I know that I wouldn't want to be hired. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a weird one because you, you're, you're right. There needs to be some sort of, some sort of guideline. I'm not completely mm-hmm. against having, you know, certain kind of standards or maybe uh, expectations of companies having a diverse yeah. workforce. Um, but at the same time, I think it, it goes so much deeper than that. There's societal yeah. issues. There's, you know, education opportunities for different communities of different mm-hmm. colors. And so, you know, it's, it's so much deeper than just, oh, this company needs to hire more w- white people or were more Asian people or black people yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but I would always think like if there was such a big push to hiring Asians or black people or something, I'd always question if I got hired, I'd be like, did I get hired because I'm an Asian woman? You know, mm-hmm. did I get hired because I'm good or did I get hired because I'm an Asian woman? Exactly. And I don't want to have to question that. So exactly. I don't know. And you, you don't want to think, you don't want to think to yourself. I like, cause you, when you, especially when you get a job, there's like that feeling of like, I got this job. Like, this is awesome. You deserve you know I mean? it. Like, yeah. I deserve it. My credentials, my, my work experience, mm-hmm. my, my interviewing, everything got me to where I want to be. And you're, you're proud of that. Right. And you don't want to have <laughs> that kind of voice in the back of your head to think, Oh, like, is this just because you know, one, maybe I'm a woman. Is it because I'm this, because I'm this, because I'm this? Yeah. You want to think like I, they hired me because they, you know, um, wanted me for that job, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and so you're right. It, it's not a black, it's not black and white. I feel like no. the, the, that particular, that particular issue. And I do think that a lot of people make it black and white or they try to, do you know what I mean? Right. In a sense where, and they don't, I think that's the problem on both ends of the yeah. argument. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like, I'm like in the middle where I'm like, mm-hmm. I kind of agree, but I also kind of disagree. Like, I don't really know yeah. where I land and yeah. I don't think it's that. Yeah. It's definitely not black and white. Have you seen the, the show Bridger, Bridgerton? Uh, I Bridgerton? started watching it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, I thought that was interesting because mm-hmm. they, I didn't read into it. I haven't watched it, but mm-hmm. my roommate watched it. Yeah. And it, I thought it was, Cause it's supposed to be set in like what the old times in England mm-hmm. or something. And yeah. there's like black people everywhere in mm. the Royal. Like, I don't really like She's know the queen. That. The queen's black. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, cause there's, I think there's different arguments from different mm. sides. First, I'm like, that seems very just, you know, forced, right? Like it seems mm. like you're just, again, because it's supposed to be a historical role, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's not. I mean, it is set in like, it's supposed to, to be like, ways. like mm-hmm. kind of a olden days. It's supposed to be like old. Right. Like so to me, Britain. it seems a bit weird to put, you know, to people cast. of color when they weren't in that kind of position, mm-hmm. but maybe that's the new way of casting where it's like, you yeah. don't take into consideration the history. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I don't know. Sure. I find I it interesting. I have watched enough of it. I've only okay. watched, I think, I think I've seen it. No, but I'm just talking about the context. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the situation. So what do you like, what do you make of that? Well, I think, I think, um, if the show is meant to be historical and it's supposed to be, Mm. um, that way, then I think, you know, then it's kind of out of, out of place. But I think that the, the show itself isn't necessarily supposed to be so 
historical. Right. Like I think it's supposed to be a take on what it was like back then. Okay. But it's not it's not like a so set because like, I get that I get why for certain films and stuff, if you're depicting like mm-hmm. old Britain, for example, and the royal family and everything else, like, you know, if you're going as to what was historically happened, you would you would have to typecast because, you know, well, I, I, at least I think you would if you wanted to remain true to history, right? What do you mean you wouldn't have to typecast? No, you would have to typecast. Like you'd have to cast like like you'd have white... to cast white people. Right, right, right. In, in if you the, were trying to be roles. historical, exactly. Right, right. But if it was but more when of it like comes a... to, this is more like a fantasy kind of exactly. It was more even like though a... right. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I think I think I still need to watch more of it. Right. Um, another thing that's really interesting, actually, and a, a, a show that I highly recommend. Um, it does again. It takes a little while to get into, but I absolutely loved it. I watched. Are you going to talk ago. about Shit's Creek? Okay. <laughs> no, guys. Every time you're like talking about a show, I'm like, okay, he's going to talk about Shit's Creek. I know. I mean, everybody knows on this podcast by now. I love Shit's Creek. Okay, guys. Yes. Like, I think you know. Anyway. Okay, so what's the show? What's the show? So the show is called Hollywood. Okay. It's on, it's on Netflix, and it's that kind of. It's such an interesting one because, in in some ways, there's like positive and negative things, but it, it sure. showcases like. Um, it's set in like, I think the 1920s or 1930s of like old Hollywood. And there's like a controversial film that gets picked up by this film studio and they decide to cast the lead to a black female. Oh, and it's, it's, and it's so well done. Obviously it's like not like biological. I don't don't know if it's a biopic, but it's like, uh, it's so good. It's It's fiction. Yeah. It's fiction. Right. But Oh, honestly. And there's a lot of like, maybe I'll watch that. That sounds interesting. It it is. There's like a, there's a gay couple in there. There's like a black screenplay. So what's the conclusion? Is it a good, like, well, obviously during that time, if, if they were depicting Hollywood during the olden times, there was a lot of controversy. Oh, it was huge. It was hugely controversial because the only reason that this play, there's so many things that happen, but there's like an owner of the the studio, right? It's called like Mm -hmm. Acme Studios or something like this. There's the the owner and his wife. Obviously he's like super wealthy, whatever else. He actually ends up um, slipping into a coma or something. Like something happens to him. And it turns out in his will, he if anything was to happen to him where he couldn't make decisions for a little while, the power would go to his wife. Okay. So his wife all of a sudden became like the senior director of this company. Oh, okay. And she's the one that gave the green light to this play. Right. And decided to, and, and because of her advisors and everything else, they, they decided to shake things up a bit. And it was like so well done. Okay, I'm going to watch this. Don't yeah, tell me then, more. I won't, I won't. <laughs> I won't even tell you what happens at the end because like, yeah, mm. there's some there's some really good moments, but it's like it's such a I think it's so, so well done with that whole like, you know, controversial like casting in Hollywood mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just so good. It's so good. So, definitely yeah. recommend it. There's one scene as well. So the girl that they do end up casting for the lead of this this play, she was already working as like a an actor for this particular company, but they always cast her in like maid type roles. Of course. And, and you see, see that course. would be so annoying. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she was like the most, even the, the instructor was like, she's the most talented in our like acting class. Like she's so amazing and beautiful and everything. Sure. Anyway, anyway she's doing this like <clears throat> made role and um, she like says it with like a quite a, she has a nice voice and everything else. And she speaks quite eloquently. And uh, afterwards it's so bad. The director's like, um, actually, can we retake that? Uh, can you just say it a little bit more like, yeah, like just like, basically sound stupid basically 
Oh and my it was, god! It was so bad, but like the whole thing overall, it's like it's really well done. So right. I, lo- I liked it, and it's just um, it's not like a big series. It's just one season. Like it's a okay. What do they call it? Like a short series, a mini or series, mini, mini series, series, something yeah. like this. Yeah, there's like eight episodes, I think. But okay, it's, I'll watch it's, it. Yeah, it's good. Are you sure it's, it's still on Netflix? I when did you watch so. it, Daniel? I watched it like a while ago, like probably. It might a year. not be on Netflix. Oh God damn! <laughs> I'll, I don't check. Even, I'll let you know. I don't even know if I watched it on Canadian Netflix either. So that oh, could be Daniel, something. why do you ruin my life? Don't tell me about shows until we confirm that it's on Canadian Netflix. Oh God damn! <laughs> Anyways, oh my gosh, shall we move on to the one story of today? <laughs> oh God. Okay, guys. Well, first of all, backtrack for two seconds, and I do <gasps> apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna call myself out um, for not <laughs> doing I call some. You re- out. Before Rose calls me out. I thought I just might as well beat her to the punch. What would you have Um, done if I didn't send you that story, Daniel? Oh, God damn. I don't know. Well, I kind of already knew about this story anyway. Oh, okay. um, I did. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, um, it's been a very busy couple of days. Has it? Oh, really? Today, why I didn't do some some research um, for stories was because I went looking for a new flat, which is exciting. Yay! Rose came with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somehow looked, I could do some research. <laughs> because you didn't have to bike home and you had an extra hour and well, something. Well, that's because I already live at my own place, you know. I know. Oh, <laughs> Called out. <laughs> but Daniel, yes, we saw some places for Daniel. Yeah. Very exciting. So, guys, probably You'd by be a April grown boy. 1st. Yeah. <laughs> I won't have this background. I You'll will have be... a much uh, brighter background, potentially. 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 Yeah. So, and maybe we'll record together soon. Exactly. Well, once I'm living by myself, we could be, we In can the cohort? Out. Yep. Oh, yeah, we can. We can be cohorts. So then damn. we can record in Gotta person. Gotta make sure you don't have the vid, Daniel. Oh, God damn. Maybe I go get tested. Oh, God. I don't want, I don't want to be a super spreader, you know? <laughs> That's the last. Anyways, that was very exciting. So Daniel is mm-hmm. potentially going to have a new flat very soon. Yeah, guys, yes. that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Super exciting, super exciting. Moving up in life. Mm-hmm. Well, it was about time. Like, you know, <laughs> I, um, oh my God, I don't even know if I told everyone on the podcast as well. Did I mention that I got my license? I can't remember if I said that or not. I don't know. Did we talk about it last week? Maybe not. I don't think Daniel we did. Daniel got his license. Yes. <laughs> guys, like this is like, you know, I know I'm like a 32 year old child right now, but like slowly things are changing. Um, and Getting your I, shit together very exactly. slowly but surely. <laughs> slowly but surely. Uh, when I did my advanced uh, driving test, road test, passed it, which is awesome. So, yeah. With almost Wa- flying colors. Daniel passed it with his charm, guys. I did, yeah. Which with his is, charm I mean, because Daniel does- talks up a storm. So he <laughs> oh distracted the, the d- driving instructor to pass him. <laughs> it's funny. He's probably like, I don't want to I don't want to have to uh, make him take this test again and um, listen to his whole life story again. It's so funny because <laughs> I don't think I actually talk that much and I don't think I'm that chatty. But like every time we go out, Rose is like, oh, my God, Daniel, you're going to be the most say it like em- that. <laughs> embarrassing dad. Um <laughs> Just, He's definitely going to be, you're definitely going to be the most embarrassing dad. Guys, Daniel is one of those people, like if we go out or like, you know, if we have to deal with anyone like salesperson, you know, waitress, uh, realtor, yeah. he will, uh, he will start telling his life story and <laughs> he'll be like, oh yeah. So like, you know, I'm a deep sleeper and my parents are light sleepers and like, you know, hopefully when I'm old, I'm a light, I'm not a light sleeper. 
And then so I, he's such a dad. So I told him, I was like, oh my God, your kids are going to be so embarrassed by you because Mm -hmm. you'd be such an embarrassing dad because you already are such an embarrassing dad and you don't need to have children. (laughs) I know my parents, my, my parents, my kids are going to be like, oh my God, dad, like, can we please like, please don't talk to anyone when we're out. Like, can you just be normal for once? And like, not your dad an embarrassing dad. What's that? Is your dad an embarrassing dad? Kind of. Yeah. I feel like in some ways on a whole new level of embarrassing dad syndrome. I am. Yes. And at that with your dad jokes. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) What dad jokes? Come on. I had you laughing so many stitches today. Okay. But those were not dad jokes. I'm not. Okay. Those were your, you know, other jokes that were actually funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But Daniel has dad jokes that I'm trying to think of an example, but. Mm. I'm sure you guys have heard them in this podcast. Yeah, I probably said them. Although many, he does, many. you do tone them down for the podcast a little bit. I do. Well, I don't want ever. I don't want to tell all of our listeners my secrets and you know have everybody be like, "Oh my god, Daniel." No, Ugh. it's a charm about you, Daniel. The dad jokes are the charm. It's a charm. You know, you would you would think you know charming, talkative, super uh, you know social, chatting with everyone. I'm you wondering where this sentence is going to end. Uh huh. Do you do you know where it's going to end? You're going <laughs> to complain about being single. Yes, I don't understand, guys. Like, every, I like. Put Shall we myself... go into the deepest psycho- psychological analysis of why you're single? <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that guys, yet. Just today, yet, Daniel Rose. was telling me the story. I'm not going to go into details, but he was telling me the story about this guy that he went on a date with in London and they had a good time and then I was like okay so what happened he's like oh I I just didn't want to see him again and I was like why he's like I don't know (laughs) this is why Daniel is single oh god (laughs) no reason just didn't want to see him even though you had a good time with him Mm, moving on just didn't want (laughs) we'll get into Daniel's uh psychological analysis mm, another episode continuing on guys we should you know when i you know what i should have really talked about it is when we had angela on the podcast you know and we we could have talked about deep dive exactly Um, it's okay angela is also not a psychiatrist so he's no exactly you need need professional help daniel okay oh god (laughs) the shade the shade guys i'm joking guys i mean to be fair i think we all need professional help oh my god i just want to say that me and daniel had a conversation a few days ago Mm -hmm. and i think i came to the conclusion of how to make this world a better place. Mm -hmm. And I told Daniel that I think we should all have counseling for children at schools as a mandatory thing, just like for everyone, not for, Mm -hmm. you know, the problem child, not for, you know, whatever, but literally for everybody. So I was thinking, you know, that every week, you know, you just once a week, a child Mm -hmm. gets, you know, an hour with the counselor to just talk about, you know, whatever that they want to talk about. Whatever's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, this would be, revolutionary i feel yeah. like it would help so much well and i think i, mm-hmm. I think you're right i think on so many levels because it would it would give it would empower people to be more open about talking about their feelings yes it, w- it would become a normality to be having you know to 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 reach out for therapy when you need help that would be yes. a normality it wouldn't be something that would be still even to this day even with all the mental health um, awareness going on and everything else i still feel like there's a little bit of stigma around oh, there going definitely and seeing is. a therapist Whereas you're right, if you have well, like those- I said, it's not necessarily a stigma, but it, I mean, it is a stigma to some degree. But it's more yeah. so that we don't feel comfortable doing it because yeah. it's not something that we're, we've been trained to do to talk to people about our feelings or whatever it is. Exactly. This is so. This it's is a very so uncomfortable thing. Hugely, like you know, you talk about you mentioned about how I like talk to everybody, and I do. <laughs> um, 
but like when it gets and down to adorable. like the nitty gritty like talking about my feelings and stuff mm-hmm. like I'm not good at that you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I can talk about my sleep patterns and my day and everything and else but like sleep patterns oh, God <laughs> but like if it comes down to actually like opening up and like get, taking a like a deep mm-hmm. dive into me then I'm a little bit like mm, yes yeah, so like just, seriously we need to like I don't understand it, it should be a thing it should yeah. be a thing it's, it's, and it also it's, would help like if kids were getting like, I don't know, if they were in an abusive home, they have more yeah. of a chance because it's like it's easy to say, oh, call the kids helpline. And yeah. again, I'm not mocking these services. I think they're definitely very important. They but are. I think they it's harder than it looks or it it's harder than it seems to call those things or to seek help when you haven't been trained to do so. So exactly. Like, so I mean, if you make every chances... kid do it, then it's like, okay, we're all just going to learn how to do it, you know? Exactly. And you're, like you said, it's like you're you doing, opening up and doing that stuff. It's like a muscle, right? Like the more you mm-hmm. do it, the better you get at it. Exactly. And you're, and you're right. Like, I, and again, I'm not, I think those um, helplines are so, so important because I know there's lots of people that use them, but I would also argue there's lots of people that don't because mm-hmm. they don't know, they ha- don't have the courage to call the line. They don't yeah. even know how to talk about what's going on when they do call the line. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many different, whereas you're right. Like if it started at a really young age and again, like take away the stigma, take away everything else. And you start mm-hmm. just being open about what's going on. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, Rose, you're a genius. Sometimes. I know. Why don't I know sometimes you mean every day, <laughs> Daniel. Um, we seriously, I, if I was on the board of education, Mm. I would implement this immediately. I know. It would decrease violence. There's no budget. That's fucking ridiculous. Okay. There's so many useless classes in schools like that. You literally, it just is not necessary. Mm. Um, And it's just even like 15 minutes per child. Yeah. You know, just someone just to to chat with and you're right. Get used to doing that. And then Mm -hmm. also, even if you don't necessarily go get counseling when you're older, but it means maybe in your relationships, your friendships, you're more open. You're more like able to talk about things and you just have more, um, positive and productive, I guess, relationships. Yeah. And emotional, like intelligence, stability, all those things. Mm. Anyways, that's my crazy idea. Yeah. Um, I I would like to pitch it to the board of education. Rose for president of the board of education. (laughs) Maybe I'll send a letter. I'll be like, guys, I have a brilliant idea. This is my recommendation. Yes. Honestly. Mm. Anyways, that's my crazy thought. But shall we go to the story of today, which is depressing. You know how we were going to say we're going to talk about some positive shit? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that was my positive um, yeah. input to the world. Not sure if anything's going to come from it, but if any yeah. of you guys are maybe part of a board of education, maybe <laughs> you're a teacher, maybe you can, mm-hmm. you know, suggest this. suggest this. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. if you if you're behind the idea, I think it's a great idea to be honest. Um, yes, you know, it's I can only see positive get... things happening from that. Exactly, exactly. So that's our that's our positive piece of the day <laughs> before we get into something that is oh god very, it is grim it oh is my grim. god everybody's been talking about this story and so they should i mean this is wow but okay. do you think it's also getting more coverage because she's a white woman that's another thing oh rose probably, probably. i do wonder yeah. i do wonder if it happened to you know a black woman mm-hmm. i wonder if it would get so much coverage but anyways that's a good question. Let's, do you have the story in front of you, Daniel? I do. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Ooh, oh gosh, gosh. Is my is this conversation boring to you, Daniel? No, no. 
I think you're exhausted from the cold. It was kind of cold yeah. today. Oh my god, it was so cold. And then I had to. I, I was bike. I biked home from downtown, guys. That's why I'm like my face mm-hmm. is extra red. And I'm still like I'm still like warming up. I feel like even though we've been in, I've been back home for like an hour almost. I'm just like still. You know, when you Aww. just get cold to the bone. I have like. Mm. I have a hot tea here. I have a little like heater that's like blowing hot air on me right now. And I'm still like, um, anyways, little baby Daniel. (laughs) I know I digress. Um, so basically the story that we're going to talk about guys is the story of Sarah Everard. I'm not sure if I'm going to say that right, but, um, basically, um, she was last seen on a busy South London street just after 9 30 PM on March 3rd. Police confirmed Friday that a body... So that was uh, March 3rd. What day was that? Um, I think it was Let's a few see. days before... Let me let me check. So March 3rd would have been um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So then it said police confirmed Friday, so two days later, that a body found by investigators <clears throat> was that of the 33-year-old marketing executive and that Wayne Cousins an elite officer with London Metropolitan Police Diplomatic Protection Command had been charged with her murder. Commenting that makes on no the, sense. I know. The thing is, like, uh, again, okay, we don't... Okay, keep going. Commenting, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Commenting on the arrest, Police Commissioner Chrisetta Dick said that this case has caused waves of shock and anger through the public and the entire police force. We are utterly appalled at this dreadful news. Our job is to patrol the streets and to protect the people. Um, this case okay. has set off calls for action on male violence against women and girls and a change in the dialogue that surrounds it. Um, oh my God. I just feel like, mm-hmm. uh, keep going. So what, okay. So she was going home, right? So she was going home yeah. and she was in Clapham. So if yeah. you guys know London at all, Clapham is a pretty busy area as mm-hmm. far as I know. Like it's a pretty, like, I think she was walking through the park. I don't know. I mean, we don't know exactly like the details yeah. of when she was whatever happened to her. Yeah. Um, and it was not that late. It was like nine something o'clock. Nine 30. Yeah. It was around nine 30. And she was heading home. Oh my God. It's just crazy. Anyways, yeah. was it hit? Was it a man and his wife or something? That's what I thought I read. No, or no, maybe- no. Oh, okay. From, from what it's, you mean from, from who attacked her? Yes. Yes. No, it sounds like it was this police officer. Like from this story that I'm reading guys, um, it sounds like it was this particular police officer, um, that's been charged um, with with her murder, basically, which is crazy. Do we know why he did it? Um, no. Let's see. Mm. And then what happened after that, Daniel? Oh, God. Well, first of all, the thing that really <laughs> bo- that bothers me about this story, before we even talk about the what happens after, which is really bad, yeah. is the fact that, again... This is going back to like, we talked about this a little bit with like the George Floyd story and some other stories that happened around police brutality um, early in other episodes of this podcast. And the issue here is you have somebody like the fact that it's a, a, you know, a man doing this, this woman is horrible, but the fact that it's a police officer. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Wait, it says, it says this, the police made two arrests. The yeah. first was a 48-year-old police constable. What is constable? Yeah. Is that like, like an, an officer? I think so, yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure it's an officer. Wayne like Cousins on yeah. suspicion of kidnapping and a second woman in her 30s on suspicion of assisting an offender. I don't know what that means, but 
So there's been oh, two so maybe, arrests. Yeah. So maybe he was helped, I guess, in some way. Maybe. Or um, maybe she helped cover it up. Who knows? Okay. Exactly. There could be. We don't know the whole story. And we don't know 100% for sure. I mean, he's been suspected of it, but he hasn't He hasn't necessarily been charged yet, has he? Uh, no, not necessarily. But like, no. what? I know. The thing is, the thing that bothers me, I mean, the story is horrible either way you look mm-hmm. at it. But the fact that it's a police officer, because like, imagine like Rose, if you were like walking home at oh, night God. and a police officer approached you, you would I feel don't think safe. he was, I don't think he was on duty though, but either way, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make it better, but like, I'm just saying exactly. that he wasn't like yeah. in uniform. I don't think, Yeah. but either way, it's fucked up. We don't up. know though. We don't yeah. know. Like maybe he was, I mean, yeah, either or way maybe he was up. in uniform. Who knows? Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's in uniform, I almost like, I mean, it's not better or worse, but I just think. You would expect them to protect you. They're supposed to protect you. Exactly. These people are supposed to protect you. And that's why I'm like, oh my God, like it just makes you feel so uneasy and unsettled. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, and, and, and like you said, I mean, those of you that know London, Clapham Common is like a pretty busy area. It's very trendy. It's not like Mm -hmm. a rough area of London at all. I mean, yeah. there's probably parts of it that are rougher because London always has like pockets Little, of niceness yeah. and then pockets of roughness like right next to it. But yeah. like, you know, a, like I would feel safe walking home in Clapham Common. Um, Apparently not to, anymore. No, to be honest. Well, you might because you're a man. That's true. But things could still happen to me, Rose. You don't know that. Oh, God. I mean, it could, but it's much it's more statistically likely, yeah. unlikely. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what happened. That's why it sparked. God, I feel like. Um, yeah, it sparked more conversation toward um, violence against women and harassment. Yes. Yeah. And then and then what happened, Daniel? Oh, gosh. So then I guess um, people were really moved. People were really touched by this story. They were like very mm-hmm. like not moved. They were like basically like in shock in. Yes. What's the and word? We're not still mo- all in They're They're all in shock. They were yeah. um, they were. Um, you know, empathizing with the story. And again, we're still in quarantine. So I think that, you know, it fuels our fire more because we're paying more attention. So then basically there was kind of like a vigil. Is it a vigil or a protest? They they called it an impromptu memorial. So they said an an impromptu memorial sprang up on Saturday in the South London neighborhood where Everard had disappeared. Um, Having earlier planned vigils in the city across the country, the re reclaimed the streets group that organized the events cancel what the hell okay i don't know if you're at which part are you at (laughs) um here let me read this part okay um on saturday several hundred people gathered at the clapham common to mourn everard despite a planned vigil being canceled after the police cited covid19 restrictions oh that's right yeah that's what happened so i guess they initially um, canceled what was originally planned and mm-hmm. then but then people still showed up Defying and some of the signs warnings. right some of yeah. the signs at the rally read she was just walking home we yeah. are the 97 percent uh referring to a recent survey that found that almost all women in britain had endured harassment the event ended in violence as the protesters and police clashed and officers handcuffed and led women away from the event amid cries of shame on you and let them go four people yeah. were arrested yeah. I mean, I don't know what to make of this. I it, It's hard. Again, I, I wasn't there. I don't know the full details. Yeah. It's hard to say. I feel like it's hard to take a side because we don't know exactly what was happening there. And I do think it, it makes things complicated that it's COVID-19 and that maybe this they weren't the following the, restri- the guidelines. And that's another kind of complicated layer to it. I'm not saying yeah. one side is right or wrong. So the but then m- I think maybe there's... Uh, because that happened, 
it sparked yeah. more outrage to police and you know yeah. Well, I don't the, know. Um, <clears throat> the London mayor actually commented about it. Uh-huh. And he said, and this kind of makes sense. Like, well, part of it, the scenes from Clapham Common are unacceptable. The police have a responsibility to enforce the COVID laws. But from images uh, I've seen, it's clear the response was at times neither appropriate nor proportionate, right? Right. So we talk about this concept of um, appropriate and proportionate force that's necessary during these things, right? And I do mm-hmm. see... Like, you're right. The, the, the challenge here is <clears throat> I get why the people obviously wanted to do this. This is a huge mm-hmm. story. This yeah. is really sad. You know, they wanted to mourn. And it's not just for Sarah Everett. It's kind of for every woman. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. this is what this 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 vigil and this gathering was for. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we are in the midst of a global pandemic whereby, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of, um, what's it called, gatherings can do also like um what am i trying to say you can also help spread a virus you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you you know you're damned if you do damned if you don't i can see why they were doing it i think were the police within their right to 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 enforce the covid laws yes but did Mm -hmm. they did did they did they do it in an appropriate way that's the question i think right right is is were they I think it looks bad though too, because if you look at it on the other side, the fact that the person in question that's was suspected of exactly that is yeah. a, sus- a suspected of the murder is a police officer, and then yes. you have police officers kind of violently breaking up this vigil. Right. It look it just looks bad from a PR perspective. I'm not saying that like you know they were looking out for their buddy who you know was you know suspected or whatever, but yeah. it just looks bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's uh pretty crazy well mm-hmm. i think it's also because i think some of the signs and some of the way that they were protesting was um obviously against kind of police you know policemen in general yeah. you know police and how they're not doing their job properly so that probably sparked some kind of anger from police mm-hmm. officers so they weren't necessarily acting you know you know just to protect people so that's another yeah. thing so it's interesting um yeah. Oh God. I think it's, this, it's, this story is just so sad. Just this woman, she's only 33 years old Yeah. and she's just walking home. Like, yeah. What I the think fuck? The, ah. I think the, par- the part of it is like hit home is like, I mean, it, uh-huh. it does, it does generally with a lot of these cases, but it's like, again, it just reinforces like really, it could be anybody. Do you know what oh I mean? Oh my like, God. Right. You just, you just don't know what could happen. Um, and it's really, really scary. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that's why a lot of friends, like quite often when they leave parties or whatever, you know, there was that, that, um, text message that was going viral on social media. A lot of people were posting it, like text me when you get home safe. And Mm. it was like reinforcing about how, especially women more so than guys. Like if guys go out with a bunch of their friends, generally when they leave, they don't necessarily text their friend like, Hey, really, let me know when you get, get home. Does that not, does that conversation, is that very foreign to men? I think so. Like, yeah. Um, cause like it's very common for women, which I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like for women, we always say that we're always like, Oh yeah. Text me when you get home. I'm just like used to saying that now. I even exactly. say it to like you and stuff. I, I say it to like, um, I everybody. I'm just like everyone, used to say really. it. I think, I think so for sure. But yeah. like, I, I definitely do think it's much more prevalent with women and it makes oh, sense because there's so 100%. much more violence toward women. Yeah. God, it's so messed up. I know. I just wish it would be like we lived in a safe world. I'm telling you guys, n- counseling for children. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is actually a very good point, Rose. I think okay. you 
Rose for- out, and then that way they can get like diagnosed properly if they do mm-hmm. have some kind of mental issues when they're yeah. young, and um, and try you know, to go through like process to kind of like exactly. help them. Exactly, and if you get them when they're that. young, they're much more likely to be able to get better. Mm-hmm. and not commit the, violence or something exactly, you know because they can be shaped you know what i mean like young minds yes. are molded right so mm-hmm. um yeah it's an interesting one but this this story yeah uh and she was walking just, home to brixton i think which is like not yeah. a very far walk it said about 50 minute walk yeah i mean it's it's kind of far but it's like not like crazy yeah and and it was not that late and it, it, i don't know like it's insane i know i guess we'll find out more details later but it's Um, it's troubling. I think it's also, Mm -hmm. it hits home to a lot of women because of the fact that like, it sounds like a very kind of, you're right. Like it sounds like something, it could happen to anybody because like how many of us have walked home at 10 o'clock at night? Exactly. Cause that's not even that late. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is the thing that's crazy. Like not saying that time justifies anything right of course but like you know when you're going home at like three in the morning yeah really really late walking Mm -hmm. home your chances of something happening or you kind of expect it's going to be more dangerous right yeah but if you're walking home at like 9 30 like at night like 9 9 30 um you don't expect that to anything yeah exactly because it's still like kind of in some places like especially in calgary it can still be light out at that time you know what i mean like you yeah, know, not in, right now. In, in a place like London, it would yeah. be expected that, I mean, I don't know how it is during the pandemic, so yeah. it's hard to, for me to say, but, yeah. you know, in a place like London, 10 o'clock is not that late and there's probably people out and about. Tons of and, people out. So it's like, it's not that late. So yeah. I think that's what hits home to a lot of women because we've mm. all experienced like walking home late and, you know, yeah. it is a little shady and we've all experienced like that creepy guy that might be kind of following us. Like, oh God. You know? Oh God. That is scary. That is just yeah. so scary. And it's just, ah, uh, so young, 33 years old. I know. Old. I know. I feel for her, man. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and the thing that sucks too, like also I do feel like, you know, I think it's great that there's this, um, um, this discussion happening and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess some, some men have also jumped on Twitter as well. Oh, and say, does, yeah. Saying they're being unfairly portrayed as well. Like, cause not all, and there's like a new hashtag on Twitter, oh, not gosh. all men. I think that um, here's the problem. I think this is what I kind of have observed is that I think that it can go a bit far with any sort of this sort of activism where it becomes, you know, like, a demonize it does happen where it almost seems like we are demonizing and putting all men in the same category. It's the same thing with you know when Black Lives Matter happened and yeah. it was almost like people felt like they needed to apologize for being a white person and mm-hmm. it can go a little ridiculously far. far, you know. Yeah. And I don't. I think it's it's great to have these discussions and these things do exist. Of course, there's discrimination and harassment toward women. Of course yeah. there's, you know, racism toward uh, black people in America. Like absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I think we need to have more rational discussions because yeah. if you have these kind of really black or white answers to all these situations saying basically, Oh, fuck the patriarchy men, mm. like men are the devil. Like, I don't know what it, I don't know what people are saying, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it does spark. It kind of, adds fuel to the complete opposite side where men are now being like, fuck you women. I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm not necessarily excusing the men Mm. that are being like, Oh, like not all men, because a lot of it, I'm sure it's just stupid and Mm. they're misinterpreting what the women are saying. But I do think that 
you know, I think it's part of, you know, the whole like left woke culture sometimes mm. gets taken a little bit too far. And then, yeah. you know, the other side kind of seems more rational, if you will. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I think, I think that again, like with these issues, like mm-hmm. there is no, and we keep, we, I feel like that's the theme of this black, podcast. Is, black or white. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's no, it's not like two plus two equals four. It's like, there's very complex layers to a mm-hmm. lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. And to say that, like, you know, pointing out to, cause I think another thing, another kind of enemy that's come out of this, that's come out of a few stories enemy. now. Okay. Well, is the police force, right? Like the police force right. is becoming more and more. And I'm not denying that there are police officers out there and there's some strange stuff going on. Yeah. Corruption, whatever you have, whatever, whatever, whatever have you or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's also some really great people that are on the police force as well. Right. You know? Like uh, there's, there's, you know, so I just feel like, again, we're quick to like grab the pitchforks mm-hmm. and, you know, really rally behind a cause, which I'm not saying, you know, is it, I'm not saying these causes are bad or anything like that, but you know, I think we need to think about what we're, we're, you know, um, yeah. we need to think about, of I guess. rational, like ways of addressing the problem rather mm-hmm. than simply pointing fingers and saying like, you yeah. know, whatever people are saying. Right. And I, yeah. again, I don't know what people are saying exactly, but, um, yeah, like, cause I remember like one thing that comes to mind is like a few years ago, this is a little bit died down now, but like a few years ago, mm-hmm. there was a big kind of, um, how do I say big kind of fight against what people call social justice warriors. You okay. know what social justice warriors are? Is it like people that are like extremely extreme, like fighting for like social justice, equality and all that. Exactly. Stuff, or, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. So people that are kind of like that get offended a lot at a lot of things that we might mm-hmm. find kind of cringy, you know, like people that get offended at jokes, for example, mm-hmm. and they, you yeah. know, they're quick to call people like, you know, racist or fat phobic and yeah. just kind of like throw out those words. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was like a big anti social justice movement. So like the social justice people, kind of came up and a lot of them again a lot of them have very good points but some of them yeah. it's it's almost like irrationally like it's not thought out and people will just yeah. again just you know label everybody racist label mm-hmm. everybody sexist and if you don't agree then you're racist and you're sexist and all this stuff and mm-hmm. then because of that kind of almost irrational behavior it sparked a movement a growth in the kind of right wing conservative you know people that were in this space. The likes of like Ben Shapiro, for example, Mm -hmm. he became very popular during that time because he almost seemed rational, you know, you know, talking against these women and a lot of other figures came to be Mm -hmm. during that time. It almost fueled them because they were like, and, and of course their ideas are grotesque and horrible and they, they're also very hypocritical that they just don't show it in the front. They'll say like, Oh, look at this woman being crazy. You know, these feminists are insane. And then they'll start, you know, once you're in that group, then they'll start like infiltrating you with their stupid ideas because they're, they're really fucking dumb. But anyway, so I do think that there is something to say about not just simply jumping on the, um, bandwagon. I'm not the bandwagon. It's more so the, um, the rage train. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like people just being outraged, the outrage train. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to like, you know, take every situation and mm-hmm. look at it differently. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm always I mean, on the fence. I'm always in the middle of everything. I know. It's, but it's, you know, it's, I think that's important. I think it's important to have 
you know, understand both sides of the, the, the story. Yeah. It's not black or black or white, you know? Exactly. That's, that's the thing. I, I feel like I'm very much there in many ways as well. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like feeling like not necessarily, again, these are guys, these are such complex issues, right? So yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I'm not pulled either way or the other because I do think, you know, again, it's important to talk about this stuff. It's good that we're talking about this stuff. Yes. Um, but then, you know, those quick, you know, snap judgments or those quick, like, you know, like I said, grabbing the pitchforks and, and, and yeah, persecuting. I like that and, statement. <laughs> I know. Cause it's so true though. It is yeah, like grabbing like, the pitchfork. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it's representative, you know, it's almost like hyper representative in cancel culture, for example. Do you yes. know what I mean? It's the same kind of concept. Yeah, it's saying, exactly. oh, this person's done something bad. We're going to jump on them and we're yeah. going to cancel them. We want them out of social media. We want them X, Y, Z. And people are so fast to do this. And it's like, well, come on, like, you know, I'm not saying what this person did was good or great mm-hmm. or bad or whatever, but like, let's, let's think about it a little bit more and let's mm-hmm. have a discussion about it yeah. before we jump to this, you know, conclusion that this person's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or this person is, it should be canceled or whatever, whatever else. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah that's I why know. I don't know what side to take on a lot of issues. I mean, I, I'm obviously more like toward the, you know, left leaning side, but at the same time, you know, I think we need to have more kind of in-depth discussions for all of these things. It's not just like, oh my God, like, cause like, yes, there is harassment toward women. Absolutely. That is for sure the case, but it's like, what's the cause? What's happening? Like, why does this happen? Of course Mm -hmm. it's not all men. Um, and I do think that's problematic to say like, not all men. It's like, okay, like we get it. Okay, we're yeah. not saying all men do this, but we're saying all exactly. women experience this. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, but then we also have to talk about, okay, like how do we fix this problem? Do we just blame yeah. the white man? <laughs> yeah. Or do we, you know, address, you know, education? Do we address, you know, parenting? I don't know. There's mm. so many factors, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I do think demonizing a group is a big problem because then mm-hmm. again, it creates a lot of resentment toward the other group and it really fuels the thing that you don't want to fuel, which is racism and sexism. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's a big problem. Well, I would agree. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. The, the demonize demonization yes. of, of uh, <laughs> if that is even a word demonization, yeah. I think we just created a word on this podcast. guys. Oh, God. It is um, a word demonization. No, yeah, I know. I know. No, I think it is. I think you're right. Um, did I just say that? I just said I think, it right. I think, yeah, I think it's a word. Did. Yeah. I think so. Don't be. Yeah. Daniel, it's a word. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Like, that, you know, that is going to, it's, it's ironic because <laughs> when you, when you, um, I haven't said that in a while, actually, that felt good. I think it's because um, I called you out. I know. I've been like, You've trained so, yourself. I've been like subconsciously like, I can't say this because Rose <laughs> is going to call me out. But it is ironic that the demon, by demonizing Yes. A group. Yes. You're essentially achieving what you don't want to be done. Yes. Oh, see, you used I- I- ironic correctly, Daniel. Right, guys. I'd be, oh, I'd my be your, God. oh, shit. I'd be your English teacher. Goddamn. <laughs> I got my license. I'm going to move out. Oh. I finally you correctly. Speak English. I speak English <laughs> and I correctly used ironic in a sentence, yes. guys. I am on a fucking roll. You are fucking winning at life, Daniel. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, shit. So, so happy. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. 
Yeah. The, the whole thing is interesting. I think COVID has really uh, fueled lots of fires within mm. a, lo- a lot of us. Do you feel? Um, do you do you feel that COVID has also like made things? bigger you know what i mean oh, like one thousand ter- percent yeah i mean look at the george floyd incident yeah. i think it's good that yeah. it, what happened at that moment sparked a lot of conversation mm. um but i definitely think that it because things have been happening like this for many years you know yeah, of course. In, in those communities and yeah. some of them were like published to the world but I didn't know about it until fucking George Floyd happened. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but there were riots before. It was just never on the same scale. Like the scale. Yeah. Um, and, but I do also find that interesting where, you know, we all, this is the problem. A lot of people, when the whole George Floyd situation happened, um, this is another one of those examples where people were kind of on the outrage train, which I mean, I understand yeah. it's a big, it's a very sensitive issue and yeah, that was very difficult was issue. Yeah. But I think a lot of people were on the outrage train and they were kind of like calling out a lot of influencers and celebrities for mm. not posting about it or not talking mm. about it. And I think that was, I never agreed with that. I was like, that's a mm. little like, you don't know what people are doing behind the scenes just because they don't post something on social media. It does not necessarily mean they're not having conversations. But then yeah. now I just think it's, it's funny because, you know, that happened. And then it was for those specific things that you had to post about. But then there's so many other things that happen in life or in the world mm that are just horrendous, you know, like this, for example, you know, a woman being killed, whatever it is. And also, um, like for example, the, the violence against Asians, a lot of people were silent with that, but nobody Mm -hmm. said anything. So it's like, okay, so what is expected? So there's no rules here. People just kind of outrage and then they jump on the train. What the, did you hear a weird sound? Oh, it was like a weird, like, anyway, maybe it's my, maybe it's my (laughs) earphones. I (laughs) I don't know. There was like a, I can't do it. Anyways. Anyway, what I think it's, that's interesting anyway, yeah. because um, I found that to be a bit of a double standard of which, mm. you know, when Asians were getting attacked, it's like not many people said anything. And there mm. was very little awareness outside of Asian communities. Yeah. And um, and again, I wasn't expecting people to post. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's there's so many issues in the world, you know? I know. And um, again, just because someone's not posting about it doesn't mean they're not mm-hmm. reading about it and learning about exactly. it. Um, and I think, I think you're mm-hmm. right though. I think because of, because of COVID um, and because everyone is, you know, you're, we're all home more. Do you know what Especially I mean? Like, during George Floyd, uh, everyone exactly. was home. <laughs> you know what during, I mean? Like, during George Floyd, everyone was in lockdown. It was like, full on lockdown mode. Exactly. And when yeah. that, it's amazing to see how much that influenced how big, the stories we're getting. Do you know what I mean? Things right. that were happening. But were did like, anything change? This is the question. That's what I That's mean. That's like, my question. Exactly. I remember when we were talking about it as well, I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, we keep hearing these stories. And I mean, obviously George Floyd was the really big one. Like that was mm-hmm. the recent really big one. Um, and I think the biggest, probably one of one of the more bigger stories because of the situation with COVID and everything else. But there, there, there has been other stories, subsequent stories. Yeah, um, a lot. That, a lot. And it begs to question again, like what, what is being done to address the problem? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not sure. It's like, it's, it, it's, this is going to sound really bad guys, but like, I was Say thinking it. about, I was going to think, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm not, I'm not drawing exact comparisons, but kind of, it's kind of like this pandemic that's happened. You know, we've had this massive global catalyst of an event, which has shook the world, right? Mm. So we're racing, we're racing against the clock to get vaccines, to get everything up to speed. But then 
not up to speed, but get everyone, you know, at, in a vaccinated place mm-hmm. into herd immunity, whatever. But then I guess my question that I still really, you know, don't know, I guess, is like, have we really got to the root cause and are we preventing are yeah. we are we are we are we reactionary or are we um what's the other word you know are you reacting or proactive are being, exactly are we yes. being proactive as a society or are we always going to be reacting like a reactive society mm-hmm. i feel like with the covid we've we've been reactive but have we learned anything you know right. have we have we really learned anything right you know, Jamie, uh, is it Jamie? No, not Jamie Oliver. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> what is that? John Oliver. Okay. It was close. Okay. Yeah. John, you know, the talk show host that's British. I don't know who John he has Oliver glasses. Is. Me, he has like a very nerdy Google look. Him. You would Google. know him. Like he's all over, um, YouTube. Okay. Let's see. Late night talk show host. Oh do you yes. Recognize yeah, him? yeah. Yeah. I he did actually, that. he did a segment recently called the next mm-hmm. pandemic. Okay. which I, I haven't watched thoroughly. I think I started, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I finished, but like we should watch it and talk about it. <laughs> Cause okay. he's talking about like, he's talking about this, but we're basically, we're like, um, are we going to like learn something from this? Because mm-hmm. I feel like the next one's coming, <laughs> you know, this is, it's like, yeah, this is, this is the issue. It's like mm-hmm. what, what, what's been, it's great that we're, you know, getting these vaccines out and everything else. And we've been really quick to do that. Mm-hmm. But then, are we addressed like once we get everyone vaccinated, have we addressed or effectively come up with precautions around nope. a next? And you know why, Daniel? Why you know why? Is? The root, why the cause of all that is evil, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> we do talk about that a lot in this this podcast. But actually, okay, yeah. there's no denying it. Okay, mm-hmm. even though we're so entrenched in this capitalist world, but um, there is no denying it. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows what's gonna yeah. happen. That's actually really good. No, I think that's what we should do. We should definitely watch that. I'll watch that uh, video. Oh God, it's John probably going to be depressing. Oh God. I know. And we'll talk about it because, you know, I, I, I would be interesting. I, I, I mm-hmm. would want to, yeah, we'll discuss that. Next, but I don't, uh, I think there were some critiques from vegans um, mm. because we, I think there was a lack of coverage of discussion of the real root cause, which is, you know, factory farming or, yeah. um, you know, these, what, what were they called? The wet markets. Yeah, the wet markets. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know, though. I haven't actually fully watched yeah. it, but I, I have seen some critiques mm-hmm. saying that um, it didn't fully address the issue yeah. at hand. Well, this I is the problem with so many of these, like, things, people that, you know, worry about the environment, people that worry about, you know, animal rights issues. They never still talk about the actual issue of factory farming because they're still yeah. meat eaters themselves. You well, know what I mean? Well, this is the, yeah, this is the thing. And, you know, the the... the the challenging thing, not the challenging thing, the thing with these coronaviruses, all of them that we've had, um, these are viruses that are passed from animals to humans, right? Like that's been proven yeah. time and time again. All of these, all of these coronatype viruses, like there's no denying that they're, they're passed from animals to humans. And I guess there's the issue lies where there is extensive crossover between animals and humans. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be places like the key places that that's going to happen are those kind of wet markets where you have, right. you know, all kinds of animals and people interacting or around mm-hmm. each other. That is going to be factory farms where you have a high concentration of animals with people coming in and out and, you know, all yeah. of these things. So, so naturally where those places are having that crossover, we're literally like asking for trouble. You know what I mean? Like we are, you know, this one could have come from this one, you know, they're saying this one came from the wet market, the this coronavirus. Yeah. But I mean, look, we, we've had a couple that came from, you know, we've had more than a few come from factory farming. We had the swine right. flu that was like breakout in the U.S. from pig farming. Like there's just 
you're, we're just asking for trouble. Like we're sitting, yeah. we're saying, oh, let's deal with this pandemic that's happened. But then it's like, what are we doing? We don't to learn stop the, the lesson. Next? Yeah. Cause like, and we keep going into natural environments as well. Like we keep going yeah. into the wild and like yeah. infiltrating and making it our own and destroying mm. ecosp- ecosystems. Mm. And then of course there's going to be wild animals in those places and again, we're going to have closer contact with those wild animals. And that means yeah. potentially more harm, a potentially yeah. another pandemic. Yeah. Oh, God sca- damn. I know the scary thing is, is like there could be like thousands of viruses out there that are like just, well, there are like just, yeah. you know, in the rainforest somewhere or wherever that we haven't, right. we haven't got there yet. And then when we do, we might unleash it. You know what I mean? It's scary. My God. God damn. You know what? Let's think about this. Let's mm-hmm. end on a kind of positive note, kind okay. of, although not really. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready for Rose's we positive We are note. a specimen. We are a bunch of cells just encompassing this human form. Mm-hmm. And we're just on this like rock called earth, which is mm-hmm. really a tiny stone, you know, compared to the vastness of this universe. <laughs> so really nothing we do really matters. <laughs> mm. And all the stresses in the world they're minuscule. Yeah. That's actually kind of depressing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know, nope. sometimes you think about, you know, okay, this is nothing to do with the pandemic, but like, if you mm. think about just your everyday problems, sometimes you want to think about it in that way because yeah, it, you know, like we worry about like, Oh my God, I have to pay. I mean, I guess paying bills is a big deal in today's capitalist world. But anyways, yeah. um, you know, Oh my God, like this friend is, you know, mad at me or, you know, mm. like, little bits of drama and, you know, things that we worry about. Yeah. If you think about it in a grand, you know, if you take a step back, you realize that we, you know, we're just very insignificant little clumps of cells, mm. you know, God living damn. in a very small fraction think, of time. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think what you're trying to say, Rose, I mean, no, <laughs> not what you're trying to say, but the positive note that we want to leave all of okay. you guys with is... When you're, because especially right now, obviously you're feeling some kind of ways with the pandemic mm. and everything else, um, is take it day by day. And you know, if you're having like, you know, a very stressful day, it seems like the yes. end of the world, take a step back and think, actually, you know what, two days from now, three days from now, maybe a month from now, you're not going to remember that. And it's not yes. going to be a big issue. Cause like you, like there I think a lot of times I was stressed out of my life and I look mm-hmm. back and I'm like, really? Like. I don't even think about it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's gone. It's done and dusted. Yeah. So it might yeah. seem like a lot in that moment, but if you can try to like, rem- like take a step mm-hmm. back or whatever, and just try to think, actually, you know what? In a week's time, this isn't going to matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, there you go. You worded it much better. I'm like, yeah. you're insignificant. <laughs> I know. You're insignificant. So what Rose is trying to say. So, so you know what? You know, that's our little piece that's of advice. That's what I meant. Yeah. And that's a good way to end this podcast, guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, Hope you enjoyed this. I mean, the story was very sad, but Mm -hmm. um, hope you took something out of this podcast. And um, if you did enjoy this podcast, make sure you rate. um, Leave us a little thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And of course, don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you are listening or watching. Mm -hmm. And guys, don't forget to check out the lovely Patreon. We are um, fucking killing it on Patreon. Um, It's only $3 a month, guys. $3 a month for bonus episodes every single Mm -hmm. month. Plus, you get the episodes a week earlier than everybody else. Plus, they are ad-free, and Mm -hmm. um, you get to see our beautiful faces one extra time a month. I mean, what else can you ask for? 
I uh, know. amazing. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, guys. It's The Savage mm-hmm. Podcast. And thank yeah. you so much for listening. Anything else to add, Daniel? That's it. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful week. And we will we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.